Welcome back to the Lynx Golf Podcast. This is digital editor Al Lunsford with Lynx. Today, I'm talking about a place that I got the chance to go visit recently. Uh, you may have seen on TV the Paynes Valley Cup, Tiger putting on a show uh, with his buddies out in Missouri. And I'm talking today with the Assistant Director of Golf Sales and Marketing, Matt McQuarrie from Big Cedar. Matt, what's going on? So it's, a, it's a busy world following the Paynes Valley Cup, but busy is good. Yeah, when you say busy, you're talking about the, the mass volume of people calling in and wanting to, to get out there right exactly i mean we're we're a golf resort kind of in missouri which isn't the first and and top of mind when it comes to golf destinations but after that showcase with tiger woods and a couple other pretty good golfers i i think it really just kind of overnight vaulted us i mean our website was was down for multiple days trying to handle all the bandwidth the phone lines were constantly constantly ringing and trying to get still trying to get caught up on voicemails and everything else just from the event which we're kind of not used to but i think it just speaks to speaks to the tiger effect and how how real it is still (laughs) yeah i mean it looked i was there it looked incredible in person i heard a lot of good things about how it looked on the telecast um and i i met you at the pga show this past year um i had heard about big cedar but getting the chance to talk to you a little bit about it put it at the top of my list and i think now that people have seen what's out there it's at it should be rightfully, and it's it started to become one of those go-to destinations in terms of of golf uh, resorts and and golf bucket list items in the United States. And it's hard to argue with. Now you have five courses out there, so it's really it's really coming into its own. I think. We started a nine hole. I mean, our first golf course was a nine hole par three course, and that's not exactly a golf destination. You're not going to have many people travel very far to play just a nine hole par three course. But I mean, since then, an 18 hole course has been added, and we've had three golf courses in the last three or four years. We've kind of exploded on the scene. It's been crazy to see the growth, let alone kind of how we're how the courses and operations have grown, but how we're perceived nationally from where, you know, we used to just get Missouri golfers and kind of, you know, surrounding state golfers. And this year with uh, the response from the core Crenshaw course open last year, and then uh, Payne's Valley opening this year. I mean, we're seeing travelers from all over the country and and international travelers like we've never seen before. That's a good point. You mentioned uh, Ozarks Valley where, or sorry, Ozarks National, where they uh, had the Champions Tour event recently, the Phil Mickelson one, kind of put you guys uh, in the limelight as well. Um, So it's been a good couple of months for Big Cedar. But I wanted to get an idea for, you know, off that surface level golf view that people are starting to learn more about Big Cedar. The resort itself, can you give a synopsis of of what it is and how it got started? Yeah, it it really started as a a lake resort. Um, Our owner and founder, Johnny Morris, who's the owner and founder of Bass Pro Shops, um, he purchased the property um, in the mid-80s and kind of saw it as a a lake destination, a, a, a spot where honestly people could could buy boats from bass pro shop and then potentially get an overnight stay at the resort kind of the first chance to use the boat and a thank you for buying the boat was was the concept of, of this resort and it's morphed from there to being really just a family friendly outdoor activity destination like i said start with lakes with lake activities so multiple marinas for fishing and water sports um, which are really popular here on table rock lake in the summer um, from there we've had these shooting academies so there's five you know shotgun disciplines and, and a range for for multiple shooting disciplines we've had top of the rock which is its own animal it's it's its own 
property, kind of an Ozarks heritage preserve where there's, there's golf, there's museums, there's cave trails, there's multiple restaurants. Um, and we built fun mountain, which is a, a family kind of indoor, you know, off season winter activity where it's just arcades and bowling golf simulator, uh, go-karts, bumper carts. We have a, a ropes course over an alligator pit here in Missouri. So it's, it's pretty out of, out of this world. And then of course we've got the golf course, which has been, as I said, kind of come online the last couple of years, which has really taken us kind of over the top as far as things to do here. It's, it's, uh, it's almost like when you come here, it's, it's funny having like people like yourself come because you want them to see the whole property and if you're golf focused, it's sometimes even hard to get all the golf in, you know, a long weekend or a, or a trip, let alone seeing all the activities and things there is to do. So that's, it's almost kind of talking to people and saying, what, what do you like to do? Because we can probably, you can probably do it here at Big Cedar between all of our nature activities and, and golf and, and family activities. Yeah. And I didn't, I mean, I had two and a half days there and, and felt like I still missed, you know, I probably saw 25% of the property between the three golf courses I played and then just kind of milling around. Um, Fun Mountain sounds like the type of place that, you know, if I was a, in my preteens, teenage years, I would be there all day. I mean, that place looks ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's pretty wild because, as I mentioned, there's an arcade. I mean, I think I didn't mention this. There's laser tag. But there's also kind of in the evenings, it's, it's a sports bar. So for like Monday night, there's night football games. Um, uh, th- that's pretty popular. There's a huge bowling alley in there. There's a couple bars and restaurants. So in the day, it's, it's even in the evening, it's kid-friendly. But honestly, even like young adults and teenagers come there and buddies groups have a fun time just because there's a golf simulator there as well. So guys will come play golf all day. And if they're not sore as could be, they'll go hit the simulator and, and, and have a couple beverages during the evening as well. What's your favorite thing to do other, other than play golf on those? Courses? Other than golf, it's probably Dogwood Canyon. So another part of the resort um, that's kind of connected to us through Bass Pro Shop is Dogwood Canyon, which is a 10,000 acre nature preserve about 20 minutes from the main property. Um, there there's herds of buff of, of bison and elk, and you can do tram tours, Segway tours, walking tours, horseback riding. Uh, but the fun thing to do there for me is fly fishing. So they've got a, a stream there that's, that's stocked with some, some, uh, rainbow trout. And a lot of them are pretty trophy fish, if not all keepers. And, and they've got guides there that can, that can kind of help you know, first timers, or if you've been there before, you're certainly welcome to take your own stuff and kind of explore the canyon and streams and fish there. But outside of golf, I think fishing is kind of my most fun thing to do. But like I said, there's really something for everyone. Tiger spoke to that too. And and so did Johnny. This is the type of place that is designed to essentially immerse yourself in nature and explore the outdoors. Like you've, like most people have never seen it before. And that's what, that's what Tiger wanted to do with his course. That's what Johnny wanted to do with each of these different areas and activities. I encourage people to go to bigcedar.com and, and try to get through every activity they have on their website. It'll take you a while because there's so much that you can do. I thought too, it was, uh, just location wise. It's, we flew into Springfield. It was an hour away and small airport, nice, convenient, um, hop in the car. And it's not like some of these other resorts where you are, they're so far flung. You have to drive a couple hours after you fly a couple hours. It's really not out of the way, but it feels like a world away. It's hard to believe all that stuff out there. 
Yeah, the Ozarks aren't a very commonly visited place, I'll say, in America. Obviously, it's kind of center of the country, but that almost benefits us because we're not, you know, going east coast to west coast is quite the trip, but almost anyone can at least, you know, make a hopefully no longer than four-hour flight to to get to where we are. I mean, Springfield's got direct flights constantly through Atlanta, Dallas, Chicago, uh, Denver, as far west as, I think, Las Vegas and L.A. And, and the Branson Airport has really come online in the last year or so, and they're getting um, expanded flights as well to Chicago and, and Dallas and Houston and Denver as well. And, I mean, that air, Springfield Airport is maybe an hour away, but the, the Branson Airport is literally five minutes from the golf course. Mm-hmm. So that airport's really trying to scale just because we're seeing an influx of, of travelers further away rather than the older style of, of traveler that I think Branson's used to. Obviously, people are familiar with, with the country shows, but um, most locals will tell you the, the thing about the area is, is the lake and the outdoor activities. So I think these courses are, are just kind of showcasing that more to where we're going to see travelers coming from further away and it's really not 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 as out there as some of those other resorts really in, in, as far as getting on a plane and, and getting to it's it's really not that difficult yeah where in the timeline did did golf fit in i know you said the resort's been around a long time i mean almost 100 years right Correct. It started as a dude ranch, um, 1921. So this is before there was even a lake here. The lake was uh, man-made in the fifties, um, as a part of the table rock dam. So the lake scene started in the fifties, but this dude ranch has always been there. Mr. Morris purchased the property in the late eighties as a lake resort, but then golf really didn't even become a, uh, thing around here as far as big cedar goes until the mid to late 90s when they built top of the rock which is the jack nicholas par three so for a while we just had this par three course and and there was a restaurant at the course and one day there was uh, um, actually a kitchen fire that burned down the whole building i mean there was nothing left so it was gonna have to rebuild anyway but Johnny Morris being who Johnny Morris is decided, well, let's just go, if we're going to redo this, let's just go all out. And the remodel took almost 10 years to get fully finished as far as redoing the course and um, the driving range and adding restaurants, museums, and this, this cave and nature trail that you take by golf cart um, on the property. So it, it, it really was rebuilt, but didn't reopen until 2014. And in that same span, while top of the rock was being built, he purchased a Tom Fazio design at the time known as Branson Creek. Uh, Tom Fazio came back. They redid some bunkering, some green complexes, uh, changed some routings a little bit, but the bones of the course are, are basically the same. And that reopened as Buffalo Ridge on the same day as Top of the Rock did in summer of 2014, right after the very first um, senior tour event, the Champions, uh, Champions Tour, which was the Legends of Golf with uh, Bass Pro Shops and Big Cedar Lodge. So in 2014, we're, we're kind of up and going with an 18-hole course and, and a par three course, Top of the Rock and Buffalo Ridge. And then in 2017, we opened up another par three course. I feel like we're kind of ahead of the, the curve in that sense. Everyone's kind of followed suit with these par yeah. three courses, but we were probably the first one with, with uh, two par three courses, uh, Mountaintop, which opened in uh, 2017. And that's a Gary Player design. And just like all of our courses, our par threes are, are very unique. Top of the Rock is, is a first shot course, um, lots of water. Lots of big bunkers, lots of forced carries. It's it's definitely challenging off the tee, um, but it's also extremely beautiful with views of the lake and, and manicured flowers and, and vegetation. But you go to mountaintop, and it's kind of a much more 
rustic looking golf course. It's all zoysia plain surface. There's no forced carries. Um, the challenge there is really around the greens. The greens have a lot of interesting movement to them, a lot of bulls. So it's, it's a course that beginners can play. I mean, we have junior tournaments there with, with kids as about as old as five years old and we'll set up close and they'll just kind of almost put the ball in and chunk the ball up to the green. But the two part three courses couldn't be more different, but that's also, I think, appealing to golfers. Yeah. And then following that in 2019, we officially opened Core Crenshaw, which is almost as close to a Lynx golf course as you can probably get in, in Missouri. I wouldn't call it, you know, true Lynx. It's not on the ocean. It's not on any major bottles, bodies of water. Um, but it is one of the few walking courses that you can play in Missouri. The terrain here is rolling green sharp hillsides and it's not conducive to to golf courses or, or walking golf courses really in general but the way core crenshaw designed the course it's built on these almost like fingers of a ridge so you're always about at the same elevation but you walk out on a ridge and you play a hole back on that same ridge and then you walk out on another ridge and play a hole um back on that same ridge so it's it's amazing because while you're playing it it's awesome it's an awesome course there's always your grass everywhere pretty wide open fairways um but you have these 20 mile views and in, in all directions and it's a course that i encourage people to walk if they get a chance just because you can take in so much scenery if you walk over over a car and we and we just don't have that many options to, to walk courses so it's kind of a walker's paradise mm-hmm. and then now now tiger woods course Payne's valley coming on the scene very another stark contrast to core Crenshaw I mean, core Crenshaw don't like to, don't like to move, move a lot of dirt, make the course look like it's been there forever. And I mean, tires courses is, it's amazing. It's, it's over the top is really what it is. It's, I mean, you've seen that rock face, that waterfall in, in a 19th hole, which was designed by Johnny Morris, but the two courses just couldn't be more different. But to me, that's like what makes us so unique. Cause I feel like you go to a lot of resorts and, while they may have different designers, the style is, is, is a little bit different, but the looks the same. I feel like our courses, I could show you a picture of two of them and you know, you could be like, Oh, well that's clearly, you know, Buffalo Ridge. That's clearly Ozarks national and Payne's Valley just because the style of bunkering. Some have square tee boxes, others have rounded and then Ozarks national, the tee boxes just blend right into the fairway. So they each have their own look, their own style. And that's one of my favorite things to do when, when golfers come is after they played them all, especially a group of golfers, it's which was your favorite course. And the debate usually continues because you have the purists that want, want the core Crenshaw. They want the walking course. They want that kind of timeless look. And then there's others that, like, I was just too blown away by, by Payne's Valley. And it's just so unique and kind of fits their eye better. So it's, it's, it's fun and it's, it's a exciting place to be. And I feel like now we're getting to the point where, where a lot more of the world's going to see the resort. Yeah. To your point about, Pains and, and Ozarks National, uh, I was thinking the same thing, that they're the ultimate complement to one another because they're one's up high, one's down low in the valley, and, and they're just, I mean, they couldn't be more different, but there they are right next to each other on the, on the same property. I was going to ask you if, if you were going to go out there and you wanted to play all five, do you have an order in your mind that you would you would do that. I generally like the um, chronological kind of genesis of the course, but um, so that would be top of the rock. Usually I think the best, the best way to start the trip is to come in 
for an um, afternoon, evening round at Top of the Rock. So your first round is a par three course with our first golf course, which is Top of the Rock. You have dinner there. The next day you do Buffalo Ridge in the morning and you do Mountaintop in the afternoon. It's a par three course. So getting, getting those um, to the next day makes sense just because that's kind of the order and it's not too much golf. I mean, it's an 18 hole, hole course and then a 13 hole course. So 31 holes. And then it's always fun to play Payne's Valley and Ozarks National on the same day. One, they're right next to each other. So you literally can be in the same cart all day. There's no switching to properties or anything. You can just go pretty seamlessly from property to property. And then two is just to see the contrast, you know, within hours of each other as far as, you know, having a course that's laid out in front of you like Payne's Valley where the entire course almost plays downhill and you can see the flag on every hole. And when you play Ozarks, there's blind shots. There's times where you, you, you kind of have to go off this stick in the fairway that's telling you where to aim. Um, it's it, it, playing them the same day, I think gives you the best view of the contrast between the two. I have to get back because, and I'm, I may be the only person who's ever done this, but I played only 10 holes at Ozarks national because my flight was uh, delayed. <laughs> you remember that? And uh, I do remember that. I remember you showing up. Yeah. I'm like the, yeah, the ninth yeah, box. I, think, I got you made it. driven out. So, I think, yeah, the ninth tee box. I think I'm probably the only person who's ever played 10 holes, only 10 holes at Ozarks National by starting on the ninth <laughs> hole. I have to. As new as the course is, I, I think that has to be a truth. Yeah. That stinks. You, you, so you, I remember because you, you saw the eighth hole, but you didn't play it, which the eighth hole is such a cool, even looking hole, let alone playing hole. But I forgot you went straight because the group in front of you was on nine. So you went straight from eight tee yeah. box to nine. They had the opening ahead of ahead of you. So I thought about hitting a quick one just to get out in front, but um, thought I should move things along. I was already pretty Damn. late at that point. And you hit the teeth of the course because after, after <laughs> hole 11, it gets tough. Like they kind of give you – like they, their, their style, you know, that gentle handshake, the first couple holes. And then holes 12 through – about 16 are kind of just trying to survive. For sure. Do you have a, a favorite hole on the property? Man, favorite hole. I almost want to go by course, but I, I'll, I'll give a favorite for Ozarks for sure. I think that's the uh, par 5 11th. Um, oh, yeah. It's a, it's a par 5. It kind of snakes from the, from the tee boxes until you play it. It looks like it's a straight shot and there's this tree dead in the middle of the fairway. But if you look at a yardage book or played the course, you know it kind of snakes around this tree. And we've had comments from people about taking down this tree that's, that kind of you know, blocks your second shot, but it's a reachable par five. And without that tree, the course play, the hole itself plays so much easier. So I think it gives it kind of an interesting strategy that it's a pretty wide open fairway, but still you want to get the right angle if you're trying to reach this green in two. And then the green complex itself has a bunker protecting the right side. And the left side is a massive drop off, probably like 10 feet tall, where if it's, it's almost impossible up and down from getting down on the left side. So when you're going for the green, you either take into account that you have a bunker and native area on the right that could swallow your ball or left. You have this huge drop off that you'd almost be better laying back and hitting a full wedge rather than, than being by the green and in this kind of, kind of goalie. And plus those two trees off the tee box and, and there's one in the middle of the fairway that I was talking about, they kind of just framed the hole so well that it just looks visually appealing, you know, from the ground or, or we've had some drone footage taken as well. And it looks so good from that as well. Yeah. I know Payne's Valley is so new. Um, so in terms of new things going on at Big Cedar, that's, that's the highlight. Um, 
I think I read somewhere that there were thoughts of maybe Tiger doing a short course too out there. Is that still a thing? Yeah. And I remember when the initial announcement came out, there were talks of it, but it kind of, I don't think it ever came to fruition because they talked about doing it at the, um, the main property originally. And that one would have been a true, much more true pitch and putt. So our par threes are not, not what you think of when you think of resort par three courses where, you know, take a sand wedge and a putter and you're good. You, you kind of need your full bag for both top of the rock and mountaintop. But they had initially, I know they threw around the idea of Tiger doing more of a, you know, under hundred yard nine hole pitch and putt style course at the main resort. Mm-hmm. Um, but that just kind of never, never came through. There was, I think there was so much energy and time and consideration put into Payne's Valley that I think it was probably hard to get out from under like, that plan because it is it's so it's so massive i mean the average golf course is um about 100 acres of turf grass if you look at u.s averages mm-hmm. and Payne's valley alone playing per, per turf surface is 200 acres of turf grass so double the size of the average golf course and you yeah. played it so you're on those fairways i mean you look around and it's it's massive and then you think about the first tee shot the tiger hit on the course and he missed it left which is kind of funny to think about just because yeah. there's so much space out there but um it is a it is a massive property with water features and waterfalls and again this 19 pole par three idea of johnny morris's it's 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 a, a different style of golf that it's hard to explain to people i remember when we were watching it being built i would try to explain like no this course is going to be like it's going to be over the top and be like, yeah, yeah, we get it. It's Tiger's first course. It's cool. I was like, I don't, I, it's hard without you being here and seeing the property and knowing, wow, it must've been so much to so much time and effort to build this course. It's tough to explain, but it's, it's pretty impressive. I mean, even now though, like that it is built, I was trying to explain it to some people around here and it was still hard to explain. I'm like, yeah, there's a screen in the middle of this lake and the bottom of this <laughs> 200 foot rock wall that, you drive through the cave on the way back to the tee box. They're like, okay, like, are you serious? Like that, there's no way that's right. But I mean, I actually ended up splitting. So this is during the Payne's Valley cup. I watched like the first walk, the first like six holes. And then I split off cause I wanted to see that 19th hole before anybody got there. Um, I hadn't seen it yet. And it's just a, I, I don't know. It felt like I stepped into like Tiger Woods, 2005 or something <laughs> where I created a hole on my own on, on a video game. I listened to yeah. uh, a DJ Pye on one of the Millennia podcasts. He said it's like a golden tee version of golf. And I was like, that's pretty accurate because there's yeah. some crazy courses. And it's, I mean, it's not like gold. It's not like it's overly challenging. It's just there's so much going on around the course with the landscape and the mm-hmm. size of the course. And um, even some of the holes are so interesting. Like number, number, number three is a drivable pretty drivable par four but if you look at it from top down it looks pretty flat but when you're around the green even though it's like you know maybe maybe 320 from the tips from 60 yards and in it's just a rolling hillscape hillscape of just bumps and humps that could knock your ball in all directions so and there's reachable par four there's a couple drivable par fours there's reachable par fives it's just it's a wild a wild golf course and it's it's a lot of fun to play. I played the preview play several times and it's it's just a fun course because you aren't worried about losing a golf ball. I mean, mm-hmm. you definitely have that factor at Ozarks National. While it's pretty wide up at Ozarks National, the choke points for your driver are very much real. And when you, I always tell people to play that course twice because the first time you play, a hole is going to surprise you 
or a blind shot's going to get you, or you're going to be like, I should have just hit iron here. I would have been better off. It's a little more um, kind of course knowledge and, and knowing that course ahead of time. But Payne's Valley, it's, it's right in front of you. You can see the flags. You can basically see the routing from the tee box. So it's, it's a little more just, you know, hit your driver, have fun. And then around the greens, it gets a little more interesting as far as the sort of grass we use there with a, a, a Zeon Zoysia around the greens, which is a much finer bladed Zoysia that you can putt from anywhere. It just creates tight lies around the green. So it's just going to be a fun golf course to play. Yeah, totally. And I, you know, I wish I had more time. Ideally, I think if you're, if you're thinking about a trip out there, you should give yourself four or five days for sure. Um, just to, you know, you're going to get the golf in at that point and it leaves you a little bit of time to do some other things. Um, kind of frees you up a little bit. Uh, it was super easy to get around too. I, I thought the shuttle system worked very well. I didn't realize how, how expansive that property is. I kind of, when you, when you talk about the golf courses too, it's almost like it's two properties. Yeah. The main resort is, is about, you know, 10 to 15 minutes away from the golf courses, but we offer complimentary shuttle service to anyone that's staying on property and playing the golf course, which makes it a little bit easier, but it is just, it's a, it's a massive, a massive property. And hopefully in the future, it sounds like we're going to be getting lodging right on site, which will make things much more conducive for golfers. Oh, very good. I guess the one other thing I, I thought of um, going up to top of the rock, and, and I don't know if a lot of people know about this or not, but part of the driving range up there was swallowed by enormous, I mean, the biggest thing I've ever seen, sinkhole. Yeah, engulfed part of the, the range out there. And Johnny has an idea for that, right? So, in, I mean, the course opened in June of 2014. So, less than a year after this amazing property built. Easily the coolest range in the world. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I would put that range up when it was at its, at its peak against anything today and probably anything in the future. But less than a year into the course being built, um, it was an early Monday morning. And where the, the sinkhole originally opened up was on a Tom Watson putting course. So a huge, like 16 hole rolling hill putting green, um, Monday morning after a big rain, I think the grounds crew went out and just saw part of the putting green was sunken in. And it, like you saw it as, as where it is today, but that morning it was really just about, you know, imagine the size of a pretty large putting green. It wasn't that big, but it just looked like the ground had kind of, caved in on itself a little bit and of course it was like oh my gosh this is a disaster this whole thing's built on a, on a sinkhole and, and what are we going to do and of course johnny morris kind of sees this opportunity and they just start digging and that was 2015 and here we are 2020 after what 20 200 000 truckloads of dirt coming out of there they've kind of exposed this giant natural sinkhole with these limestone spires coming out of the ground and you see it from a distance, like, wow, that's a pretty big hole. And then you get up to the edge of it and you're looking down and you're like, holy cow, that is a huge drop off. <laughs> and um, while we don't know the final, the final plan, it's, it's dubbed the cathedral of nature. And um, there's talks of it being the continuation of the cave trail. So there's this uh, about two mile cave trail that um, uh, is self-guided by golf cart through kind of the Missouri Ozark mountains and you go by waterfalls and, and through caves and this would kind of be another stop in it. The other thought is there's this giant room down there. What if it becomes like an amphitheater or an event space or something like that? So there's lots of things being thrown out there and I'm sure Johnny knows exactly what the plan is, but he's still kind of playing with it before we, uh, 
before we release to the world what's going to be down there. I mean, like, two-mile cave trail by golf cart in and of itself is something like if you're in the area, like, oh, I'd love to go see that. And that's just the tip of the iceberg in terms of things to do around there. So that is, that is kind of the one thing I think that gets people to come there the most is because it's such a family friendly activity and you can throw the kids on the golf cart and there's a bar at the start of the cave. So right when you get in the cave, you grab your drink <laughs> and you continue to drive. It's pretty, it's a pretty easy sell. I honestly think that's what gets people in the door more than anything just because so many people do that throughout the year. And then from there, they kind of have their eyes opened as far as all the other offerings. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you got a lot of traffic, you know, planned in the near future. Uh, now that people, uh, are realizing this, this place out in the Ozarks exists. So kudos to you guys for, you know, turning it into what it is today. And I can't wait to come back already. Um, and bring yeah, you still haven't, you haven't played, you haven't played top of the rock or Buffalo Ridge. Did you, you got in late nope. that day, didn't you? Oh I my did. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. No, I played mountaintop. It is like what you're saying. You need most of your bag. You, you like what? 200, 210, maybe it's the longest shot. So you, yeah. you're not like your driver three would, but you do need a lot of clubs. And, and that was so cool too. And I guess you could bring your driver if you were doing what, uh, Mr. Player was doing and teeing off <laughs> on the first tee box onto the second green over the road before that's the kind of that's comes. that's usually a, a, a staff secret is playing one playing two is a par four because the first tee box is on top the first hole is about a hundred yard par three but you can see the second hole kind of off to the right and it almost has this giant fairway in front of it lead up to the hole so it presents like a perfect uphill par four yeah. so that course if it's dead or we've had groups run it out they kind of play it as a cross-country course because we've we've had the staff they'll get the map and they'll kind of design their own holes based off the routing just because you play out on this kind of ridge out back kind of like Ozarks National but there's so many holes and there's so much zoysia plane surface that you could you could almost design your own cross-country course there which happens more often than you than you probably think yeah best way for um somebody who wants to plan a trip out there to get started is what go to the website bigcedar.com try to take in as much information as you can or always there's phone numbers listed on there there's agents on chat that can help answer questions because it is definitely a lot of information to take in but if you're coming for golf it's it's a little more simple but bring in the family which i do recommend because it's a great spot to bring the wife and kids and parents and, and not feel guilty about going on a golf trip. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Matt, thanks for joining me. Um, thanks for having me as well. I'll be back soon. Don't you worry Absolutely. about that. We'll get, we'll go tee it up. All right. Sounds good, man. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks.